Back to Old School with DP and J. Welcome back to Old School. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, when legends call, you listen. Like, they deserve to be heard. In whatever way, shape, or form that they communicated, they deserve to be heard. They've earned the right to be heard. Right? I, I think that's fair. So, let's see what that is. All right, let's go to the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Let's bring in Husker Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Let's bring him in, 5644. What's up, man? Not much, man. It's uh, just outside of a staff meeting. What's happening over there on the uh, North 48th Street? <laughs> just doing radio, just listening to Huskers yeah. talk, you know, basic stuff. Yeah. Are they saying anything worthwhile or what? Uh, Well, Johnny Mitchell called last night. He's going to call at 5 o'clock today, which I hadn't told folks, but he's going to call yeah. at 5 o'clock. Uh, you know, the 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 first rounder had some things on his mind. He wanted to, he wanted to, he wanted to, he wanted to, he wanted to be heard. So, yeah, I hear you, man. After after a game like that, people are definitely uh, not in the best mood. But uh, you know, I think you know, in my opinion, I think these next eight games, I think you're going to see you know more of what Mickey has or what what he can do with limited time uh, moving forward. You know, I think it's it's hard to. You know, making uh, a change in like six hours, but you know now he has about six days to kind of get it going. And so I think he's going to do well. And the players, you know, have plenty of time to get out of their feelings. Like I said, you know, earlier this morning with uh, AD and Raph, um, you know, um, what was put out there on Saturday was not good enough. And you know, if you you know, just that first uh, run by Dylan Gabriel, the the last part. You know, I can understand where you don't want maybe, you know, you kind of feel like you're stopping, but the, the initial of lack of effort and stuff like that needs to be corrected. And that, that has nothing to do with – that's irregardless of who your coach is or the situation. So, you know, a lot of the things that they can correct is within the locker room. And it'll be interesting to see when it does happen, uh, which hopefully is right now. They, uh, you know, have a little bit of, uh, you know, come to Jesus per se and uh, figure it out because uh, – they got the talent. They got the opportunity, um, and the expectation shouldn't change. And you got a coach, you know, that cares for you. I know it's a lot of things, but like I said last week, if you have any inclination of wanting to play at the next level, um, which all of us say they do, <laughs> this is an everyday occurrence. And um, you know, it's based on performance. There's a lot of money being paid, and sometimes people are held accountable. Everybody's to be blamed and, and stuff like that, but. Uh, um, you know, at the end of the day, you need to make the most out of it and be the most positive about everything that you can try to do. So, you know, once uh, that happens, then everybody can move forward. And, uh, you know, I think they have the high week at the best time for them uh, to kind of reset. And I know Mickey's going to evaluate everybody, what you should always, what you, you know, that's the job as a coach and uh, so forth and so on. So I think he's moving on, He's moving forward as he's the coach. And he's operating as such. You know, if he was status quo, then you would, you know, you would question him even more. He's making moves that he feels the best for the team, uh, both short term and long term. And you got to give him a respect, and everybody needs to support him in doing so. If you don't agree with it, so what? At the end of the day, he's the coach, and uh, let him do his thing. Jay, what was issue one for the transition from Shenander to Bush? What of of all the things that went wrong? What do you think the thing is? Because that's going to be the thing that has to be addressed first by Bill Bush as he takes over as D.C. 
Oh, I don't think there's anything to do with Canada. Look, I will say this. You know, Eric, first of all, Eric's a good man. Okay? Yeah. First and foremost, that's what they should do. Right. Number two, he cares. And that's the guy that when you talk to him, he really wanted to work here. Um, it just, you know, you know, at the end of the day, one thing, you know, things kind of roll downhill and the defense has been struggling. And I said it before, they, had, they're, they're, they on paper, they got experience, but in reality, they have zero experience in playing with each other. And sometimes you got to operate or do things outside of football to, to kind of curve that lack of experience and playing with each other and stuff like that. And, and that wasn't it. And, you know, look, you can't say that, you know, playing against Oklahoma, he's never had a good game plan and so forth and so on. The mistakes that, that were made or some of them aren't schematic. They're just kind of, you know, it, it, to me it was football one-on-one. You know, he levers the ball, not the block, two guys in a hole. You know, you know, I, I don't think he has, or any defensive coordinator has a, hey, you know, this is the defense we're going to run, and then three guys miss a tackle, or stick your arm out, and, and you, you know, you know, so forth and so on. So, you know, there's accountability to go across the board. He knows that as a coach, and it's unfortunate sometimes that, the, you know, the coaches are held accountable. But I think it, it could go across the board. Now, what Bill Bush has to do, and I envision he's going to do, um, see what they do well, make it a little bit more simpler and get these guys to play faster and, um, you know, play to their strength. So if you're a player that can give me five to ten plays, then I need your best five to ten plays. If you're better at pass rusher, then rush the passes. If you can cover, cover. And hopefully make it more simpler and make it band together because there's eight games left. There's a ton of opportunity there, and, and they need to take advantage of it. How big is this for the guys who are, who are at the – the second and third level of the roster, this is a new opportunity for them uh, to step up, be seen, and be heard. Yeah, I mean, if, if you ever were sitting on the bench and thinking you should be playing, this is an opportunity. It's kind of like uh, what we used to do before the bowl game. Guys, you know, won, won and lost uh, reps based on that. So um, the opportunity is there. Uh, but the guys that have been playing, it's an opportunity for you to get better as well. So whoever, you know, their coaches are, uh, you know, they need to dive into it. You know, there's, like I said, there's plenty of accountability to go, go through. There's nobody that's played well on defense or offense and played good enough to win. Everybody needs to play better individually and then obviously collectively. So there's a lot of work to be done, but it can be done. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a believer, you know, uh, you know, talent or whatever. Sure, you can look at that, and that's the easy thing to say. We, we've done well recruiting. we got opportunity, and you just got to go do it. I mean, Alabama's in transition because they don't have a receiver on offense to take the top off the, the top of the defense. So they have to find a different way to play offense. They're they're the number one team in the in the you know or one of the top teams in the nation. So nobody's oblivious to roster issues or talent issues. What you have to do is use your best talent, and the talent has to use their best attributes to be successful. So um, you know there's plenty to go around. There's got to be. I mean, I, to be honest with you, to be blunt, you know, if I'm an older guy, I'm checking some of these dudes. I'm seeing where your heart is, you know, um, and then just go from there. Because if your heart pump Kool-Aid, I got to see where it's at. And I don't, you know, at this point in time, it's either you do or you don't. This train is going forward. You either down with it or you ain't. And, and there's no, there's no more uh, tiptoeing around it, and there's no more, you know, worried about, you know, necessarily your feelings or anything like that. But uh, we got to do what we got to do. What do you got tonight, Titans, Bills? Give me a score. Man, come on now. It's, it's going to be thirty-one twenty-four Bills. Uh, that's a guarantee every single time, and we're gonna knock Derrick Henry's head off just like they did last week with the Giants. <laughs> you know, we're gonna put some of that Buffalo hot sauce on him. Yeah, I saw some table smashing already going on in Buffalo, so the tailgates are have you know, <laughs> October sixteenth in Kansas City. We coming, believe it. Oh. I won't be in on the seventeenth. 
I won't be there on the 17th. I understand. I'll circle the date. All right, Jay, go do your secret service business, man. We know you're busy. Appreciate you, bro. That is the Husker Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. (laughs) 31-24. You know, he's not telling you to bet. He's just saying that, you know, if that's a thing that you do, that's the direction you might want to go in. Uh, Up next, we'll we'll make somebody smile, uh, courtesy of our friends and partners at Beatrice Bakery. And then at 5 o'clock, we will have him live. We'll have Johnny Mitchell here on 93.7 Ticket Old School. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.